All right, today's ideas. Let's start with what Dave has. Uh, the first idea I have is titled Spoiled Rich and Rotten. Hmm. Um, this is kind of like, let's say, if, have you seen Thoroughbreds? No, I saw that you bought it on like the so, thing when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so Thoroughbreds is an A24 film that's um, like a teenager who has a stepfather that she hates has this kid that she becomes friends with, another teenager, who says we should just kill him. And it starts as like this okay, slow-paced, like, there's no way, you're just kidding, okay, we're actually going to do it kind of thing. So I take this in a similar way because I'm almost looking at it as a, as a dark comedy. Does it get start, dark? Like, does it get real dark? It doesn't dark, get that like, dark, okay. no. Um, it, it starts off that these kids, because I've actually heard a story like this and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, let's say Adam Devine okay. and Anna Kendrick, okay. brother, sister, they've been living off of their parents for forever. They're like rich North Jersey family. Mm-hmm. So let's say they went to, one of them's going to college for like eight years. They constantly come back and live home and they're constantly taking advantage of their parents. So they're co- both coming back home at the same time. Uh, their parents are, I don't know his name, Fuchs from Barry. And, okay, Ra- yeah. and and Rachel Dratch. That's what I'm nice. foreseeing right. as the yeah, parents, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, the beginning, I'm thinking, is more of a montage of their family um, videos and then gro- them growing up. And there's always like this misfire, which happens a- with a lot of wealthy families. There's always a misfire of someone's too busy for someone else, and they mm-hmm. never have this connection, and they never have this life that uh, that a family should have. Mm-hmm. So they come home and. They're like, this is going to be great. Can't wait to go in my bedroom. Oh, they have like a little swing out front. They're like, this is awesome. Back in their childhood home. And they're like in their late 20s, early 30s. They knock on the door and it's Vanessa Bayer type character. Who's uh, the redhead. She, she was, was just was on Brooklyn on Nine-Nine. SNL. She was on SNL for years. Okay. Um, I could just bring her up. Yeah, too. yeah. Let me see her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so she... She answers the door she's and funny. They, they give her their bags and they're like, oh, I guess we got a new maid. And she's like, no, I, I live here. So they the parents sold the kids and just wrote them off and they're coming home <laughs> okay. from college and they're just gone. So and they come home. They don't know where the parents are. They have no, no idea where the there's parents. no contact. Okay. So <laughs> they start freaking out. They're like, okay, the maid has humor. At least she speaks English to some. They're like terrible people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, no, I was told this would happen. I have an, a letter for you. And she, like, reads off, like, they're basically calling her, like, a garbage person. And it's, like, excuse my – it basically starts off apologizing to her. Like, excuse my children. They probably (laughs) already called you a garbage person. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. She's, like, oh, your parents are so nice. But we're cutting you off. Like, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they just lose their shit. And they start trashing (laughs) the house. house. (laughs) So there's a little kid on a swing. And they're, like, this kid – this kid's swinging on the swing I lost my virginity on. And she's like, get off the swing. And then, like, Adam's on the roof. And she's like, this is my fucking house. And she's like, what are you doing up there? Anna Kendrick runs through the house. Like, they're just trashing everything. And they start cutting the drywall. And they're like, oh, my God, you were crazy. And they hid cash in some of the wall 
okay. for themselves for like a they, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and right. she's like, they're like, we've been like shaving off our allowance money for like, and she's like, <laughs> how much was your allowance? It's just like bags of cash. And they're like, we're going to go kill our parents. So that's like okay. how it starts. So the mindset is like, we're going to go kill them. Revenge. It's, it's, it's revenge, revenge as how it is, starts. Like, okay, got it. So, and this is all I have because I yeah. wanted to stop. Yeah. Um, and I, I won't go further if we don't want this idea. But basically what they realize is their parents go to Hawaii and they have this small hut and they're living the way they thought they should be living. And they actually kind of wanted them to find them. So when they see them living in Hawaii, they think they're going to kill them. But they're like, wait, they're happy. Okay. So, like, it changes their whole mindset of, like, what should we do? I like how, how early – do they find them? You know what I mean? Like how So much, that's I have yeah. no idea. Okay, okay, I, like that kinda, was like yeah, some of the things. You. Like, hey, they could find them yeah. in that could be the catalyst, that could be um the debate section of how they want to live their life, or that could be the midpoint where something's flipped in there. So that's all I have. So I mean, this is totally off the wall. I feel like it'd be it probably would never get made as a movie, but as a good script would be a version of that that's like that movie Mandy we saw. That's yes. like it's just oh, a like revenge, absurd, like a, absurd revenge movie where they're literally like working their way up to their parents and they have to find and their parents the, by going through like rich like uncles and like but they're like just you know like destroying their lives. That's another option. That's what but like I was actually murdering be, them. I mean, right. that's like where are you going? Funny so, script, but like right. You know. So I was thinking it could go either way, but the it's kind of like um. That movie with uh, Kelsey Grammer, Kristen Bell, in like the sense of like all of a sudden these two family members are brought onto this cruise. So it really is like okay. Anna Kendrick and Adam are all of a sudden like they don't even know each other. They're siblings. All they care about is being in their big home. And they think it, it in the beginning, if you feel like they love each other in that sense, but they don't. Okay. Because they really just, the only thing they actually have in common is that they love the money that they were given. Rather than like they don't know anything about each other, so it's so like kind of like that. Them find each other, and then I guess the the biggest challenge I see right now is like how immediately the audience hates them, probably. Yes. And like so, there's like yep. where do you find that like that line where I'm like I'm gonna hang on with these. If you had those we, actors, we have like it's a, a different thing. Well, you then know? we would have like a save the cat moment. Yeah, I think we would have a save the cat moment where like. Um, maybe when they're going on the plane, like one of them does something nice and you're like, okay, they have something in their heart that they're nice. Adam does something nice somewhere else. Like one, one of the other does something yeah. that makes them, makes the audience go, okay, there's an inkling of hope in them. Right. And then the whole thing is just them, their character growing. Okay. So that's one Let, idea. Yeah. Let's, let's spoil move rich and rotten, um, or spoil rich rotten. However way we want to want to do that. This one is um is a dark comedy, kind of branched off not the idea but the the genre off of uh um downhill, which I heard was not that great, but that was Force a du jour or whatever. It was a French movie. Um, I don't know if you saw the is that the preview for the downhill. Will Ferrell yeah like, oh, okay yep. um Julie Louis Dreyfus yes okay yep you got it. So this is I'm thinking kind of the same um. Will Ferrell in it. Um, I know we're just throwing those characters out. Oh, this yeah. is what I'm yep. envisioning. And his wife, someone like that. Um, there was another person that we had thought about that would have worked as well. But it starts off, he's, it's like Valentine's Day or their anniversary. And it's, it's very much like crazy, stupid love in the sense of how it starts. So he's actually, he learned piano. And he's singing her, maybe I'm amazed the way you love me all the time. Maybe I'm afraid of the way I need you. When you pull me out of line, 
You call me on the line. Maybe I'm afraid the way I really need you. Dun, 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 dun. I want a divorce. <laughs> okay? And then him in the cr- in the shower crying. Maybe I'm a man. Maybe I'm a lonely man. Um, so this whole thing is okay. is literally starts off. They're getting a divorce. Um, and they, they're signing the paperwork. So they're in the middle of getting a divorce and she, uh, gets in a car accident and dies. So it's called, it's called my dead ex ish wife. (laughs) So, so then it's, he's at the hospital. He's informed that she's passed and he loves her. Of course he starts crying. Then he sees another character, like a younger guy, I'm thinking like a Bobby Cannavale. And he's also crying. The doctor goes right over to him. He's like, who was he? <laughs> so it was she was yep, having yep. an affair. That's why yep. she wanted to. So they're both okay. cry fighting. So they have like this crazy <laughs> cry fight, like fight. Bridget Don't Jones diary, <laughs> like crazy like cry fight in the hospital. Okay. And what happens is you start realizing that Will Ferrell wasn't a perfect husband. He had cheated on her. He had done all these things wrong. Mm-hmm. And he was almost at the end of their their marriage was starting to learn piano and doing the things that he should have always done and never yeah. did for her. Yeah. And Bobby Cannavale, she was never a bad person. They never had they were having an emotional affair a little bit, but like he was she was trying to get out of the marriage, so he she actually didn't hurt Will as much. So okay. they have this really weird relationship that's leading up to the funeral. Him and Bobby Cannavale. That's all I have. So buddy comedy, um, I mean, doing maybe like a PS I love you thing. Like yeah. you know, at this point I'm dead. <laughs> you know, like if it's yes. you know, if she has a will, I'm dead. Maybe, you know, like this is kinda weird just depending on their age, but now you know about each other. I need this thing done, or you know, however, however the plot device is, but they have to work together to I like, like some end. I like okay. that there's like an actual plot device that, that there's like that she left behind. Yeah, they, I mean, they need to have that. Like, and I was also thinking, do they have kids? Do they have one kid? So then they, that's br- brought into the mix a little bit too. So I'll, I'll just leave it at okay. that. Okay. So I mean, you could do it. You could maybe it has maybe it's one of those like rat race style things, less than like the PS I love you, like like whatever it is, like has to happen before her funeral or something like that. Just okay. random like thought of the time period of the movie, but I'll let you do the other movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is actually not a movie. This is going to be a TV series. Um, uh, it's called Dead as Doornails. It meets, it's a family. It's married with children family that is in the afterlife but it's just purgatory and there's no end to it so really it's just like okay it's like a venn diagram of like life and death they both suck this family's depressed so they're just like hey i want to just die and they're and i would love someone i like michael j fox to play like the guy that's like dead but kind of keeps the people in that local community that okay. are also dead like involved with each other and he's like yeah you are dead but this is it and he's like but this is like life this sucks so like <laughs> the whole family's <laughs> terrible and they're always like basically it's when immortal? they die it, like immortal, like at the same age that they're always at. Yes, or it's, okay. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but the whole, the first basically four episodes is they get hit by a woman that took the wrong medication and hit them at a light, thinking it was green. T-boned them, they all died. A family of four. Um, and each episode follows each character, their day that they died, and who they are, and they're all terrible. <laughs> and um, at the end of every episode is is the they go to haunt the woman the old woman that hit them and so each one at the end of the episode you see how they each haunt this woman in her house that eventually burns down because they haunt her so badly that she accidentally burns her own house down and doesn't die but the beginning of it is basically like they realize they're terrible people and people just make mistakes 
and he sees the woman like praying and she's like please just pray over the family that I hit and he's like oh no and she's like and then they're like all right let's do it and it's just like <laughs> terrible and you're like oh god why so it's them the biggest thing is like it's kind of like Beetlejuice meets Good Place meets I wouldn't say Modern Family I'd say more married with children okay so them finding F their is ways for family yeah like, F is okay. for family a little bit um but but same thing, I, I don't have the plot devices that would push the series rather than just the concept that I thought was interesting as itself. Yeah, um, I feel like what the way that and it's And their last out. name is Dornail. It's Dennis oh, Dornail. Okay. Oh, so I it's like that. Adam okay, Dornail. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the guy that plays um, the Always Sunny guy would be the dad. Um, Which one? Uh, uh, Glenn Howerton? Glenn Howerton. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, He's very good at being like a piece of trash. Yeah, he's a piece of trash. <laughs> it's weird. Piece like of I'm trash. pretty sure, like in real life, he's like a activist for yes, like all kinds is. of things. He's like super nice. Uh, so the way it's laid out right now feels more like a either limited series or or movie to me. Just right, because like, there's no yes, exactly. you know, like um, like I'm not sure what the evergreen kind of like value is to to push it into season two. Um. But I kind of like the idea of of writing a series, you know, at this point, rather than than just a movie. So a limited series would be fine if it just like has an ending, or, um, you know, how do we how do we like restructure it so that it's, you know, either serialized, you have to watch it episode by episode, or it's just like. Um, like always sunny in a way. Yeah, yeah are, whatever you call like that. Right. Each episode. Which I didn't like as yeah. much. I feel like that wouldn't. That never translates with me, at least. And I'll, I'll we'll look at something similar that was recent, which was The Good Place. I didn't watch it still. And, so and that yeah. definitely is the, almost the same with them being dead. What's the basic gist? There's like a dev. There's a demon. If I say like, it all, I mean, I guess spoiler alert. But um, Spoiler but, alert. But basically. She gets in the good place and realizes, oh, my God, I'm not the person that they're saying that I am. Okay. I'm not supposed to be here. The first twist is, hold up. Well, that's the first twist. The second twist, is, twist, which I'm pretty sure is the second twist, is her realizing, oh, this isn't the good place. This is hell. This is the bad place. Okay. And then Michael, who's the main guy, um, Ted Danson saying like ha ha you found me and you're like what you're all of a sudden nice guy and yeah, you turn yeah. like that and then there's a few people there like the group of four people are all humans the rest are demons in human suits that were saying it was a good place to torture them because there's like a yogurt place and she's like well, okay. why would do good people really like yogurt like this is terrible <laughs> like like uh, pineapple pizza and like things like that and she's like what um so that's I got and, you. And it constantly twists. That's so you have to. It's it's not like episode by episode. What do you call it? Like um, there's a word for it. We should Google it. Episodic. Yeah, but you know, like The Office. Like you can pick up any episode, and it's, what the <coughs> fuck is the word for that? Evergreen, or something like that. But anyway, it's so the good place. Yeah, I'm is not, not sure that. the word for it, but yeah, yes, okay. it's not. And I, I do, and I, I think that's the same thing that I'm saying. It would be cool as dead as doornails. Dead as doornails. To have a goal, you know, rather than like right, the ending can be whatever. They all just like live happily ever after, or you know what I mean. But more so, have plot devices that are pushing them and 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 moving them into different directions, which obviously I haven't thought of. I think it would be probably the in the pilot there has to be some pro some 
hope that there's a way out of this. Right. So there's you a know? way out of this. There's, there's a way out of limbo. There, yeah. Yes. Okay. It could just be like some guy, like some sketchy guy that's also dead that's like, I know a way out. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. So yeah, there could be anything that's kind of like, like there's got to be a million cliffhangers really that yeah. are not thought of. That's just the premise. Um, those are just the characters. But that's, So that basically like the bigger aim of the show is get my family out of limbo. You know, which, and this is like, we just want to die. You know, yeah. this this life sucks worse than the last life. Yeah. It's just a shitty life. Yeah. You know, like, let's, let us just die. And then, so the, the aim of the show is like, let's die. And then if you wanted to, I'm just thinking, if you wanted to continue it with seasons, it's like they could achieve that goal by the end of season one. But it would but it's like it's always like Scientology like oh you thought you were getting out of limbo but you got to level two limbo it's slightly better <laughs> you know right. like now you're... so that's kind of like a good place too <laughs> okay it is which right. I, I was like how do we veer around that um I got you but also yeah I mean I hadn't thought of anything um I kind of left it at that to to kind of obviously get where we are now to, yeah to put this over the podcast of trying to figure out those plot devices and move it forward. Have you seen McMillions no. on HBO, the documentary? Do you know kind of the... the Ray Kroc story? No, no, no. that's the okay. founder. But yeah, that's Mac- not the founder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So McMillions is um, the the scam behind the McDonald's monopoly. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I saw the trailer. No, okay. I didn't watch it. So, so this is like super... Someone already has the rights, I think Ben Affleck and Matt mm-hmm. Damon, to doing the story, and they're like calling it Mixed Scam as a um, temporary title. Um, but the documentary, I'm trying to think of it in short. I don't know if you want to just pitch it in short, if you have a better... Yeah, I mean, the documentary, like the actual yeah, McMillions. Yeah, McMillions. Yeah. McMillions is just like, appar- apparently this guy worked for uh, the marketing company that did the monopoly game for mcdonald's and he figured out a way to get the game pieces like he was okay. part of delivering the game pieces and it was like in an envelope he was able to switch them out and it was basically for the entirety of the <laughs> monopoly game it was like i think like 12 years or something so he wasn't was just taking on. like um basically he was taking max he was no, taking like he was okay, taking right. the winner like boardwalk and all that the million dollar prize and he was selling it to this mobster guy, and that guy was finding winners to like pretend they won. He <laughs> took half of their winnings, and then I love that. Basically, these people <laughs> were stuck with like a tax bill because after taxes, like he he took half of their million, right, of so yeah, they yeah. were making like no money, and they were part of this scam. So I'm learning how taxes. Then work, someone so. ratted them out, and the FBI got involved, and then they went in for one last like. Monopoly doing the game and they caught the guys doing it. Okay. So, uh, we should always do like spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot that's of, right. A lot of spoiler alerts. So <clears throat> they call the guy that was kind of like the ringleader oh. of it, Uncle Jerry. Okay. So it sounded like a mob thing, right? Yeah. So that's how they were really pitching it. You probably saw that in the trailer. They constantly put that out there. So this one, the Danny McBride, he plays the Jerry guy as the Simon Marketing. And he is, it's very Hollywood. A lot of this isn't true. So he gets kind of pissed off that his idea was a Monopoly thing and he's not getting a bonus or anything. He's like, McDonald's is making so much money. The guy that owns Simon Marketing is doing great. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes how he could steal it. And then he's like, okay, great. So there's one guy in McMillions where basically the FBI 
gets wind of it, and they go undercover, and they film this guy, and they ask him, how did you get the winning piece? So they do this knowing that this guy de- most likely got it illegally from Uncle Jerry, mm-hmm. and the, the, the story that he has is so elaborate. Like, he's on the beach, his magazine, he yeah, drops it in the water, the it gets washed up, and then he goes and gets a new magazine, and then he gets the game piece, and you're like, Hold up, that's so elaborate. So, and he's like sweating the whole time too, right? So he has lying, this big so fat grin on his face though too. Like he's like they're eating this up, yeah. and he's like all oh, this. He's kind of like a he's jolly like the, guy. He's holding, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but he like, was more jolly yeah. about okay. it, like oblivious in a way. But yeah. he was like the story was very dumb in hindsight when they're like looking at it. Yeah, they're like oh, okay, like. So the idea is that Danny McBride, type character, plays Jerry. His name's not Jerry, or maybe it is. Yeah. So, because he's not going to be called Uncle Jerry in this, he he gets the winning ticket. He gives it to his friend, that guy. It's Craig Robinson. And okay. then he's like, great, we're going to split it, all that stuff. And then he sees him on TV sweating, and he calls him, and he's like – and then Craig Robinson's delivering the same – we're almost thinking verbatim, like, I was on the beach, and I dropped the magazine. <laughs> and he's like, yo, you blubbering fucking idiot. And he's like, yo, they fell for it. They fell for it. And he's just like – you were on the beach and then he's like freaking out. he's like oh you're right I've never been to the beach and he's like you don't swim you don't do any of that and he's like I don't even read magazines <laughs> so they're like freaking out like how are we gonna get away with this and he's like when it goes through though they're like yo it worked and instead of Uncle Jerry he's like you're gonna call me Big Mac from now on so my name's not out there so the title is Big Mac yeah um, and the guy that's like chasing him we're thinking like a Will Forte the okay. FBI guy yeah so that's all we had. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I just thought of some mo- funny moments where this guy doesn't go Pablo Escobar style, but I'm thinking Danny McBride does. He buys a big mansion. He's on the back of his balcony. He's like, I'm the Pablo Escobar motherfucking McDonald's, McDonald's Monopoly. And you're like, Jesus, this is terrible. It makes me really hope that like Damon and Affleck do it that way. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think they're doing like a real I'm sure they will. So Big Mac would be, you know, I just saw okay. like the more so the – the poster of it with Danny McBride with like a fry box and it yeah. all has hundred dollar bills instead of fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like living like a rich life. And oh, like, that's very good. And like Craig Robinson with like the big check for a million dollars. What was that scam movie with Kate McKinnon that was like kind of like slow? Yes. Um you know? with um wait. With um the girl that's from that seventies show? The spy who, yeah. the spy who dumped me. No, is that what it was? The spy who dumped me. I don't know. I don't even know if I heard. But that I feel like like tone tone reminds. You me said a it's a Kate that. McKinnon yeah. heist like, movie or a was it a heist movie? I don't even remember. I saw it in theaters, and I don't you remember. Saw it in the- it. Masterminds. Masterminds. Yeah. Oh, Kate McKinnon's in that. I didn't even remember that. Is she in it? Or maybe I'm wrong. It is like that's the first thing that I would think of. I mean, you know, I put but it like, in, yeah, but like the tone. That's kind the first of, you know, one like, that I thought of. It's funny that you said that, but yeah, it's based on a true story. But like, it's right. so Hollywooded out. Yeah. Um. But yes. Okay. Okay. It. I I think that sounds funny as hell. 